Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. I used to wonder about that myself. Thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo. A magical power holding together good and evil. The dark side and the light. Crazy thing is, it's true. The Force, the Jedi, all of it. It's all true. <laughs> I, that, you, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. It's a great way to bring us in to this episode. I, uh, <laughs> that's a quote I've not heard in a long time. Long time. Long time. Yeah. Ah, he's a believer now, you know? Han, eventually, mm-hmm. um, you know? when, when <laughs> The sequels do have some good moments. They, Yeah, they do. My gosh, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm that's big, one of them. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. Anything Han Solo. Um, it, Chewbacca, great freaking mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, ah, hokey religions. Hokey By the way, religion. I did pick this. I did pick this up. What's that? That is that Star Wars Tales from Vandor. It's kind of cool. It's a little uh, kind of like a. It's like a journal, but okay. it's like um, for those for those of you who are on Patreon who can watch the the full episodes. Um, yeah. I mean, Let's see. if we're if it's if it's posted to Patreon, I don't know, but yeah, uh, we are. yeah, <clears throat> but. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool, and there's a little dash Rendar in there, but uh, mm-hmm. it just kind of gives a little bit of story, a little bit of backstory. It's kind of cool. It's written by Jason nice. Fry, the same guy who wrote some of the stuff from the yeah he wrote he last did Jedi. the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Look at look at Matt. You know, picking up stuff. I mean, we just did. Did you you pick? Did you do some pickups? Did you get some stuff? Uh, yeah. I don't think I have it handy here to show though. Um, but and no, I got I, mean, I did add another little uh, Funko Pop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mando with with Grogu. I I've actually thought about doing a full just pickups like Star Wars pickups kind of videos from time to time because yeah. I people know I'm I'm still collecting all of the books editions of books. It's it's. It's insane. I'm looking at totes over here, uh, just behind the, our our camera and recording equipment. That is just stacked with um, Star Wars books and series. You know, um, yeah. Normally that's what I go for, or I pick up a Funko Pop, or uh, I mean, I just went and got the the most recent. I need to get the Jedi, the uh, High Republic comic. I want to get that. I want to start kind of kind of grabbing those. You know, the the actual tangible. Uh, I have the. Yeah, I just I have it. I bought it on Kindle. Yeah, I have it on Kindle too. I. Uh, but I, I, you know, there's something about having, holding something, you the know, the physical thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, maybe we'll start doing some some pickups videos. And actually, so Matt has been, uh, guys. I mean, Matt is diving down some of the the canon books. You know, he's not. I mean, we not only did he read all of the High Republic stuffs, so we read all of that. He went back and hit um, Dooku Jedi Lost. We Dooku just Jedi did, uh, Lost. Yeah, we, we just did a Patreon exclusive there for, for all of you. Thank you, by the way. We've had a couple more people after The Mandalorian go support us there. And, and uh, we kind of said on that episode, we plan on doing some more hanging out in hyperspace where we just go live and bring up a topic. And you guys, we can send you a Zoom link and you, you can actually pop in the Zoom chat. Be kind of cool. So that's fun if you're a patron over there. $5 tier. Everything's under that tier. Easier for us to manage. But yeah, we just did a full-on uh, discussion about it. I think uh, next up is... Master and Apprentice, you're going to read that. And whenever uh, Matt gets to that, then, you know, we're going to be off and running. So it's great. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a good book. It was a good read. Um, the audio book, it's like a full cast, which is cool. It's like, so mm-hmm. it's like, it feels like an audio, audio drama. And it just feels good. As you know, it's like, it's like the beginning of the year for us. I mean, it, well, it's the beginning of the year for everybody, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's good. It's like, I feel like we're past a lot of like we're past 2020, right? Okay, and now we're in 2021. I feel like we're looking towards the future, looking towards all this cool stuff we're going to be getting in Star Wars this year. The High Republic's off to a good start. Uh, we did a couple YouTube videos mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Light of the Jedi. I think I, Light of the Jedi. I thought we were both kind of. We're going to be talking a lot about it uh, today, but yeah. Uh, and guys, stay. T- this is going to be a big episode lots uh, of transmissions so, yeah so we'll all say of your transmissions yeah so. are in this um but yeah you know light of the jedi i think uh you know we both thought it was it was a good start um i think actually we both preferred the tales of courage junior novel or young adult you know I, you know God. whatever it is which is it? it i think there's a difference between a young adult and a junior novel right what's uh, the difference yeah, well, I mean, this age. I think it's just. I think. I think it's just the age range. I. I, I could look it up for you, but yeah, there's. Um, because this was what was it? A six hour kind of um audio book mm-hmm. is what I remember it being about. So it's just shorter. It's a little bit more, you know. It's just the themes and stuff that it kind of talks about are a little bit more uh, appropriate for a younger y- y- younger right. audience. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I did like it though. I mean, shout out to Master Douglas, who we talk a lot about in. Uh, we have a couple of videos Doug. coming out. Yeah. Master Doug. It is a junior novel. Yeah. So yeah. not young adult. Yep. But it was good. It was really, really, really good. I, I think we learned a lot about 
characters dealing with loss and stuff. So I think I think it's awesome. So Vernestra um, Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, we, yeah. As we as we get into some of these uh, things here, we're gonna have um, oh, it's a little spoiler based on High Republic stuff. That second half of the show, I think, we're gonna talk about um, some some of our most recent YouTube videos and talk about Martian Row. Talk about the things that happen at the end there. So, just so you guys know, spoilers coming up in that, and I'll, I'll try to make that announcement again as we get to those topics. But I thoroughly, I, I thoroughly am in, in, enjoying them. We had some feedback on them that was uh, both positive and negative, and some that was just sort of like, okay, cool. What, what do I need? What do I need to know from this? And then you know, let's move forward. I, I'm really looking forward to. We've been in correspondence with a couple people for collaborations. You know, the events of just potentially things potentially a big one, potentially a big one, potentially a like we're really, talking real big. Uh, it would be. It would. It would literally make everything that I've ever done in Star Wars podcasting worth. Uh, just to have this one moment with this one individual, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was, so we're working on something pretty big, uh, that, 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 that's exciting. Uh, Tom Gross, by the way, I think, uh, been in correspondence with him and, and, uh, he's, he's a big, uh, reader, uh, he's very much into the star Wars literature. And so I'm hoping to bring him on and talk to him about some high Republic, uh, stuff out there soon. So I got, I got to get back to him. We've just been, again, got it consumed with all of the craziness to the start of this you know 20 2021 uh but we're we're back at it now and and feeling feeling good and it's given us some time to read and catch up on um well to stay caught up on the high republic because there is the uh, the, the next novel is coming out soon. yes it which is a young adult which i just looked up the difference so junior is more like middle school to younger and young adults like 12 to 18 so like think high school yeah gotcha gotcha um, so that we said this one is is um, this is a junior novel. So the junior. upcoming one is Into the Dark, which is written by Claudia Gray, mm-hmm. who any I think a lot of people who are big fans of the Star Wars canon, the new new canon stuff. I mean, she wrote Leia, she wrote Bloodlines, right? Um, think she wrote Master and Apprentice, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, she's yep. a lot of people are like, oh, she. I think she's kind of considered, I would say, to be the best of the Star Wars authors of new canon. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's great. Everybody seems to pretty much love everything she does. So, yeah, I I remember uh, Star Wars Celebration. I went and got the uh, I was signed copy of Master and Apprentice. It was really cool to kind of see the authors you there mean, yeah. in their booths and stuff. Yeah, you had to show up early, get the wristband. We're all like, I mean, thinking back on that and then thinking about COVID and like all the, like we were on top of each other. We were like arms over other guy, guys and gals. We're all helping each other to get like you know this guy was here. Like get this guy a wristband. Like we're there like. All like early in the morning. Great. Fun experience. Cannot wait to go back to to celebration. But I'm okay. actually wearing my celebration uh, shirt, buddy. I'm wearing my Anaheim, go, you know, 2020 uh, Star Wars c- celebration uh, t-shirt, which is cool. Nice. So. Let's go. Um, as we did have a poll we posted yesterday on Twitter. Just, oh, uh, my. Let's see here. You know, I'm always like to stir stuff up. You who definitely would are. Win, who would win in a fight? Episode six, Luke. Or episode three, Anakin, um, over you know, over six, uh, 62 votes. And uh, there's still one day left uh, on, on the poll. But by the time this airs, I think that'll be over. Um, 66% Anakin, which is perfect. Cow. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's my. how you know it's correct. 66%. Can you see Anakin. people coming in there? They're like, hold. <laughs> hold hold the line. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
That's amazing. And then and then and then we got you know then there's so many like there's so many good memes posted in it. Uh, you posted too one of Luke saying, "I warn you not to underestimate my power." Immediately followed by Anakin saying, "You underestimate my power." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to get them both in there. Uh, so good. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I I, I enjoy. Yeah. I yeah. Just yeah. so everyone knows, that is most of the time, ninety percent of the time. Matt stirring up the pole game it over there. It's insane. Right. He puts you it likes is, to put uh, you in a spot where yeah, it's a tough choice. Hypothetical. Yeah, we got we got it. Yeah, got got a comment here saying Luke would just throw sand to Anakin and it's game over. You know, there I is like a comic. That. There is a comic in which Luke says he loves sand. Have you? Uh, no. It's like a. Yeah, there really? is. He talks about how it's warm and he likes to feed you know, oh, stuff. Stop <laughs> it. eat Christmas. It's so good. Oh, it's crazy. That's wild. That is wild. And Anakin and Anakin hates it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, cool. Yeah. Good, good, good update there. And actually, uh, folks, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. If you want to check those polls out, that is at uh, HHL337. So you guys can follow us over there. And, uh, yeah, check out the polls. We, we kind of update you guys on when YouTube videos are dropping and all that good stuff. So Absolutely. be sure to follow us there. All right, as we got a ton of transmissions, YouTube comments, everything to dive into today. So uh, let's just go ahead and get into this, guys. Probably talking a big, wide variety of, of, of things today. Um, this one is from John uh, Nymos of Clan Nymos. Mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Sakar guy, which is so you're still alive. Matt, uh, Starwind, and Ezra Skyhopper. Ah, oh, uh, He says, I found your transmissions as I'm traveling throughout the galaxy in search of any Jedi that is hiding to help me on my quest to understand myself and understand my powers that keep emerging and I have a difficult time controlling. Um... Oh, sorry. Uh, Since I have been little, I've grown up with my uncles and grandfather. My uncles are all former clone commandos, and my grandfather trained them and trained me in the way of being a Mandalorian warrior. Uh, But he could not help me in the ways of the Force. Because my father was a clone commando, my mother was a former Jedi who renounced the ways of the Jedi after witnessing the horrors of the Clone Wars. And I am now on the search of a hidden Jedi to help me understand my powers. In my skip ray blast boat, I tirelessly continue my journey to understand the ways of the Force and merge them with my Mandalorian teachers. Um, give me one second here to turn my I gotta turn the brightness up on my on my thing here. Um, he says, uh, Matt and Ezra, after catching up on Ben the Knee podcast and continuing on Hyperspace Hangout, which I have enjoyed much, I thought I would finally send an email to show you my appreciation for what you all are doing and give my origin story and ask a question. Before Game of Thrones, my first fandom and true fandom has and always uh, is Star Wars. My first memory of it growing up uh, was having the VHS set being played in our house. Uh, and while I did not understand it all, I love the spaceship battles, which reminded me a lot of Top Gun, a uh, big favorite growing up, and it just made sense. Throughout the years, I have watched the newer trilogy, uh, one to three, and theaters, almost cried when the Jedi younglings were slaughtered by Anakin. And after that, kept up with dozens of novels and references of books and anything Star Wars in um and my favorite book series is the Clone Commando series by Karen Travis. Big favorite since I already loved Boba Fett. So seeing more of the Mandalorian teachings, training, culture, language, etc. It was amazing. I hated when Disney canceled the book series on Novel 5 because it left everything on a cliffhanger. 
uh, because book six could not uh, be made due to a new direction for the Mandalorians per the you know the close uh, the Clone Wars uh, TV show. Much to my horror and hate, you can't just leave readers hanging. But regardless, I still love the series and other EU books. I have many of the games they made for computer. Uh, my favorites being Jedi Knight Outcast, Jedi Knight Academy, the classic original Battlefront Two, Empire at War, Force Unleashed, Republic Commando, and my personal um, claim and and you know personally um, is uh, Knights of the Old Republic Two which I finished in two and a half days straight during college over a weekend. I started a Friday afternoon and finished uh, on Sunday around 6 to 7 a.m. It's suffice to say I am all Star Wars for life. After hearing all the news, uh, all the new shows and movies that will be coming over the next few years, I wanted to ask you what you would think if Disney did an old super, um, an old age super prequel trilogy based on, say, Darth Bane, and the old EU. I think it would be a great to convert those three books or either two to three um, movies into two to three movies and show the old Jedi Sith Wars still in the, in the beginnings of Darth Bane and the establishment of the Sith rule of two era um, and set the path to the final goal of the Sith, the eradication of Jedi, a.k.a. Order 66. Keep up the great work and I shall continue to listen Um Rectura Mai, uh, which is maybe we'll meet again. Uh, John Nymos of Clan Nymos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting. So I, I was looking up the, the whole idea, the question on, on Darth Bane in Legends, right? So he was born in uh, 1026 BBY. Um, yeah, 100% could still do that. I think that would be really interesting, you know, to, to kind of have him... Um, to, to, to do a series for sure. You know, that's the thing that's interesting is we've, they've kind of set up the, the high Republic for this. Well, what, what do we say? Uh, two, two thirty two uh, BBY is I think the, the date that we have for light of the Jedi as, as to the mm-hmm. events of that. And so when you think about Darth Bane in legends, I mean, that was a thousand years ago. So even now during this time of the high Republic, they're still going, that's 800 plus years ago where they're like, okay, we don't even really, um, the Sith have not been around. So, well, or, or this this whole rule of two happened and then, you know, kind of uh, diminishes and they it's because of the rule of two that they're able to stay away from and under, um, out of the Jedi eye. So it would be cool. I'd like to even go back further and really just see like when the Sith were a, like absolutely in power. I think that's sort of what their, this book series and this whole, this bit of, um, High Republic literature is doing is giving us a stepping stone, a bridge to almost go back then, you know, to a trilogy where you do something like the Knights of the Old Republic and you go back a little further. I know we were a little bit confused about like the hyperspace lanes and discovering them and technology, um, but I think we'll learn more about that uh, as as the High Republic series progresses. But no, I, I like I like this. It's, it's a good good question. Yeah, absolutely. I I do think eventually they will explore the old republic um who know who knows what it's going to look like when they do uh i think it's probably years away i think i think you know the, this the higher public thing is something they're doing first and then they can kind of see is is the old republic and revan and some of these characters something that they want to that they want to bring in um we are going to see uh keep in mind there was a little bit of star wars news 
uh, over this past week is, which is actually, I think it's it's bigger news and in, in more so than what actually um, it was announced. I think you once you read into it a little bit more is where it actually becomes a little bit bigger was that EA has lost their exclusive Star Wars license, right? Oh, yeah. Um, because now Ubisoft is going to be um, making a big open-world Star Wars game. So Ubisoft, uh, they make the Assassin's Creed games, um, and the and the I think um, Massive is the is the developer that is going to be working on this this Star Wars game, which is uh, they make the Division, which is sort of an it's kind of like Destiny, but third person, I guess, is kind of kind of a way to kind of describe it to, to people. And it's post-apocalyptic, whatever. Um, but EA is the one who has pretty much done everything, if you include Bioware, who they own now um, and have for, for years. But Bioware was the first. They did the first Knights of the Old Republic game. And then EA still uh, still has the Old Republic video game going. Mm-hmm. So if Disney is now... We're not working with EA as much. I'm sure that's still going to be go- that 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 game's still going to be going, but we're going to see. Maybe they're maybe that is something that they say. You know, I think we could take that and 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 do a better version of it or something. Um, so so I think that that's that's uh, I think it's actually a good sign for people for the older public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, that is that is good news. Oh well. It's news. Uh, you know, some people have different opinions. It, no, it, no, no, it is, is good, it good news. news. Okay. It is good. It is. EA. I stay elect- out of the elect- video game conversations. I don't elect- know. Electronic Arts no longer having an exclusive thing is is very, uh, very does, good for Does that for Star mean, though, Wars. that they can still go to, the, they still use them, but they can also, it's open to, like, if it's no longer exclusive, yeah. it doesn't mean like, okay, yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm sure EA will still be making Star Wars games going yeah. forward. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's just that it's and it, it's just that they. I have to look it up, but I do believe they actually had an exclusive thing. Um, so like the the Lego Star Wars game that's coming, that's not EA anyway. So, but I think it's just this is the first what will be big. I'm talking. It could be a really pun intended massive game. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, because okay. EA did Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but I. I th- I think in general Ubisoft's a better. I think they're, I I think they're a lot better company than than Electronic Arts. Um, Electronic Arts has been on the down the the decline um, for years. I mean, just look at the numbers and the ratings of Madden and and FIFA. I mean, some of these these are like uh, FIFA's rating. Uh, this most recent FIFA rating on IGN was like a two because they're like they literally just copy and pasted last year's game. So what mm-hmm. IGN did was IGN. As a joke, in response, took their FIFA 2019 uh, or 2020, whichever year it is, and just copy and pasted their review <laughs> as a response. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, and Madden has been plagued. I mean, ever since, honestly, it's kind of weird, college football ended. I think you had, you know, that was a big game for EA. You know, you had that, NCAA, you had Madden, and you had FIFA. That's kind of their big three, I would say, major major projects. Um, you had you had those three, then they lost college football because they, you know, the licensing and it's for players and stuff like that. Uh, which, first of all, let the players make some money, okay? Okay. You know, 
Let's yeah. I, let's let's. I think I think they should be able to go make money. I think it's better for college football. It's better for everybody. Mm-hmm. But since they started doing that, EA twice has been ranked the worst company to work for in America. Not the hmm. worst video game company. The worst company to work for in the United States. Wow. So. You know, and then you look at, you know, when Battlefront 1 came out, every, the the new Battlefront 1, everyone was like, this game's not that great. They had to do a bunch of updates. Remember when Battlefront 2 came out, the new Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. all of the criticism and everything for 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 microtransactions and all and all of this stuff. Um, so I think they did. A, I think they did a good job with Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I thought Jedi Fallen Order was 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 good, but it's good to see it get the, it getting spread out. Because there's a lot of developers who are really good at specific types of games, mm-hmm. and so I think that um, you know that Ubisoft and people who make Assassin's Creed can make an amazing, yeah, uh, an amazing Star Wars game. Like, I'm, right. sign me. You're telling me it might be like an Assassin's Creed style Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Sign me. Yeah. Where take my money right now? Right, I'm right. ready. I'm I'm ready to go. So, you know, one of the big things with EA is, hey, you got the. Uh, you got that old Republic game. I think uh, let's just pull that away from them and uh, have somebody else work on it. You know, yeah. that's why can't Blizzard? Why can't Blizzard and Activision make make it make it right? They've they've kept yeah. they've they've kept World of Warcraft, you know, that same type of a game going for right for years. And then if the, then you do that and then everyone's like, wow, the old Republic's great. And then the next thing you know, we get older public movies. It's I, all full circle. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, 100%. That would be amazing because yeah. I, I think I've, I've seen the cutscenes. I've looked at some of the story they're trying to tell there. It's great. It's good stuff. It's really, really good and stuff. And you played, you played Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, all right. Wow. Cool. Cool. Good video game talk. Interesting. I like Matt keeps us informed on all that stuff. So, yeah, it's good. Could be good. big. Yeah. It means they could be they could actually be developing Jedi Fallen Order too. We don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, if anybody has any you know updates or news on that, let us know. Keep us posted. Uh, all right. Let's move on here. Let's get, let's get another transmission in. So uh, this is from let's see, Jaster uh, Sakata, I think. Circa. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher that. Um, Jaster. There we go. So your favorite Mando, Jaster. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this theory. Uh, I wanted to talk this theory with you guys. Talk it through, right? I covered on my podcast a little, but I'll start with my intro that I never gave, even though I've been listening since uh, the the Rebels pod days. I I got my start in Star Wars when I was four years old. My dad, though not a fan of Star Wars, had the original box set of VHS tapes in the back of the closet. I haven't. Uh, I happened to find it when me and my brother were playing hide and seek. Immediately brought them to my mom and was like, "What's this?" Um, I was hooked from there and from then on. First time I saw Boba Fett, uh, I just knew I had to know everything about him. Every novel, comic, etc. I could get my hands on, uh, I devoured. I've read about seventy-five percent of all Legends material and own probably sixty percent. Uh, Karen Travis. Karen Travis's novels were by far my favorite. I even shared my fanfics with her, and she loved them. Only time I've ever, uh, I'll, I'll ever praise Twitter. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Revenge was the beginning of my midnight premiere tradition. My friend's um, dad was taking him to it, and my, my friend offered to take me. So naturally, I grabbed my Mace Windu lightsaber that I had uh, slaughtered countless imaginary Sith with and snuck out of the house. I guess that's also where my bad kid habits started too. Laugh out loud. Thanks a lot, George Lucas. <laughs> uh, since then, I've seen every Star Wars movie, first viewing possible, uh, which while I, live in, while I lived in Germany from 2014 to 2017, I saw everything a day sooner than the U.S. Wow. What are we trying? Come on now. What do we, mm-hmm. you know? All right. All right. Uh, I watch the shows at 3 at three a.m. East Coast time when they drop. Uh, I got my uh, Mythosaur tattoo uh, in 2015, right before I built my first set of Mandalorian armor. Let's go to build uh, to build some Mandalorian armor. Wow. Uh, I've been to countless Comic-Cons. I cosplay for every premiere. Went to Star Wars Celebration Europe. Um, I've also officially gotten my five-year-old daughter into Star Wars. She loves Grogu and Ahsoka and thinks I'm Din Djarin. Wow. That's actually really... That's, that's, yeah. That is like father of the year uh, stuff right there, actually. Uh, anyways, theory time. Way back in the beginning, before everything, you had the Jedi race on Tython. The first of the force wielders. They, for a time, utilized both light and dark sides of the force. They split due to differences. Uh, That was the first formation of the Sith. It's also the first time the Jedi tried to commit genocide, but they're the good guys, right? Fast forward, you get Yoda and his mysterious species we know nothing about other than they live for extremely long periods of time. They have a ridiculous midichlorian count and they're usually always grand masters. What if Yoda's species is the Jedi? Uh, it would make sense for them to be um, these ancient mythic species that constantly remain in power of the Jedi and would be mostly responsible for the constant failings of the Jedi and genocides of the Sith and Mandalorians. And why the Force would eventually have to create a being with a higher M count than them to bring back balance. What if Yoda, wow, what if Yoda was a Tythonian? I think is how you would say that. Yeah. From Tython, uh, a Jedi, one of the last of this mythic race. How freaking cool would that be? Also, Grogu is definitely going to be force, force, a force wielding Mandalorian. So. Uh, side note here, I noticed that season two of uh, Mandalorian was totally based off of the 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 Arthur the, the Arthur Arthur legend, right? The second that um, the second that spear popped up, I was like, oh my god, that is Arthur's spear. It must have some sick name that I cannot read. Uh, looks looks really cool. I didn't even know Arthur had a freaking spear, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Din is King Arthur, Grogu is the grail stone grail stone was uh campbell's favorite iteration of the holy grail grail stone is uh referred to as the way of the middle bokatan is um mordred boba and Django. i always say god i always say go is it gawain let me say that differently 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Ahsoka and Morai, Merlin and his owl, etc. Sorry, uh, just a quick side note here. Uh, wanted to bring up the Arthur legend connection. So stoked to hear back from you guys. May the force be with you, Jaster. Um, wow, I I I, I had to do so. I had to let me look this up here because there are a bunch of King Arthur different versions. Uh, there's a lot of different versions of it. They're all true, by the way. I 100% believe the King Arthur. Oh my person. god! <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm looking it's up this true, spear. All here. of it. Yeah, Ranogamanayad, uh, which stands for Spear plus Slayer. Well, there's some sick anime. Is the, is the name of King movie. Arthur's Spear or Lance. It is first mentioned in the Gullwitch and Alwyn, which must be some sort of telling of it. Um, Lord uh, Joffrey of Monmouth in his Historia um, calls it Ron. Right? Is, is what in the heck? <laughs> so weird. Once we dive down, I love King Arthur legends. I, 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 I mean, no, he, let me tell he you is something. Is he real? Was he real? Hold on. Yes. I know people are wondering out there. You, what you know, are we like, even talking what about? What are we even talking about? I, I'll just go ahead and say it. There, no. King Arthur had a sword. Okay. And that sword's name was Excalibur. Caliband. That's all. That's <laughs> that's all you need to know. Okay, that's it. Now I did like the Merlin, you know, and Archimedes right. connection. That's pretty cool. Um, the only Merlin edition, the only the only Arthur that I know is is the Disney version. The okay? Sword and Stone. Sword and Stone. That's all I know. Right. There's there's a lot of different versions. There's one where he pulls it out of the stone. There's one where he gets it from the Lady of the Lake. There's another where he gives it back to the Lady of the Lake when he you know dies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I've not really, um, yeah, I mean, besides hearing Merlin's beard in the Harry Potter series, I don't know uh, much about, uh, you know, King Arthur, to be honest. That's cool, though. I think That's cool. They I, said he's going to come, he's supposed to come back, much like Luke Skywalker did when we needed him most. King Arthur's going to come back? That's like the whole legend is that he will come back one day when he's needed the most. Is that why you have all these? Are you, okay, I'm being dead serious because I have no idea. Is that why you have all these modern versions where there's these these kids yeah. now, like in modern times, that are walking through a forest and they find the sword? That are King Arthur. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I hey man, it's I, much. It's literally much like Luke Skywalker. Okay. When he is needed the most, as okay. okay. Grogu, Mando, they're pinned down. The dark troopers are coming in. Are you trying to tell me and that who like, sh- and who shows up? That Luke Skywalker is King Arthur. Is totally well, uh, that that George just based all of this off of the, you know, Arthur. No, Arthur. George based I'm, no King. Look, no, the Arthur. S. That's based off Hold of. I know. A long time ago. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> this stuff is real. It's I true. That's I, that's hey, the quote of the day. You don't have this, to. It's it's yeah. A, it's a true story. All of it. Okay. All of George it. just George got this. It's from a galaxy far, far right. away. It's all already happened. Yep. Okay. I get it. I get it. Then, uh, what I'm saying is that Luke Sky- King Arthur is Luke Skywalker. I right? get it. Then now Luke Skywalker becomes one with the Force when he's needed the most. King Arthur comes back. Okay. And he's then reborn. Yeah, that's just how it's just how it goes. Yeah. I saw it making sense. No. Yeah. It's a, yeah. We could almost even tie that. It's it's a it's it's a wheel of time. You know. It is just a circle that just keeps. Right. You know. Uh, <laughs> the wheel we here. Hey, Laura, let's go back to this this thought though on the on Yoda and his species. I mean, it's it's interesting. I from the little that uh, gosh, when when I read about, I think it's called Dawn of the Jedi. I think 
And there's another, the, the Tribe of the Sith series in Legends kind of talks a little bit about, about Tython and some of the, just the formation and um, Ricotta and all of the, you know, the things that, that happened early, early on. I don't really know. You know, I don't really know that they say specifically, I, I thought there were different individuals showing up on Tython maybe, but, and that, that, that the Jedi were more of this order, that all of them were kind of coming, multiple species were coming together, but uh could it be it's just so it's so long ago you know that that maybe there is something there's something more uh you know to it um and and there is some connection to to yoda and his species there perhaps yeah maybe. I, I you know hey it we, almost started to sound like those secret order kind of stuff as in like they're this one group that's trying to stay in power you know and they've they've you know uh they'll send one of them the they're they're you know like whether it's yoda Yaddle, who you know, Grogu's next up. There, Yoda and Yaddle were going to train Grogu, and he was going to be the next, mm-hmm. you know, Grand Master or whatever. That's kind of hilarious, actually, to think. You know, then the whole midichlorian count, Anakin needing to be brought forward uh, to counter Yoda and his species. <laughs> it's definitely something I've not heard. So, so Jaster, I, I, I appreciate this. This is cool. This is, this is awesome. And also, yeah, I mean, all of that legends knowledge is. Is sick. I, I love all of the Legends material, and I own quite a bit of it myself, and I think it's it's fantastic. And I don't know why we didn't get uh, an attachment here on the Mandalorian armor. I want to see some. I want to see some some shots of this guy. You know, this is mm-hmm. pretty. It's pretty cool. I've, I I almost joined up with the Mandalorian um, uh, Mercs. Mandalorian actually. Mercs. I got a helmet over here. I got I got a helmet. I never I never did finish it, but you know, it's cool. Are you gonna? Really cool. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I was going. I, now I'm starting to think. You know, now that in the High Republic they've introduced a guy like Master Douglas, I feel like I'm more than. Uh, you're back, you you're know, back to being a Jedi. I'm back to being a Jedi. You know. So, anyways, all right, there we go. Jaster, okay. thanks so much. All right, got one here from Caleb. He says, "Hey guys, I managed to watch season uh, Mandalorian season two, the finale." Um, and it is now my favorite thing in Star Wars. When I saw the X-Wing come in, my first thought was that as a New Republic attack fleet would follow and save Mando, Mando. But then when the green lightsaber ignited, I broke down into tears. I cried even harder when Grogu left with Luke. But I have a burning thought after the episode. When Ben Solo destroyed Luke's temple, did Grogu survive? And will that happen with Mando and Bo-Katan? Will she ex- and what will happen with Mando and Bo-Katan? Will she accept him as a leader? May the force be with you, Caleb. Um, yeah, this is a big this is a big question a lot of people have right now. They're like, well, what's the deal? Does is Grogu there? I don't think so. No, I think I, Grogu. I think Grogu's back with Mando. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I, 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 because here's my thing. Do you think they're gonna we're gonna see Grogu? We've saw him for two seasons. He's in episode one of the Mandalorian. Do you think he's just going to never be back in the Mandalorian and the Mandoverse? I don't think so. I think that's one of those characters that they're going to bring back. Like he's going to have some oh. role. He's going to come back, whether it's with Luke, without Luke, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. But I and 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 right now Luke's temple is not set up. I think we determined that this is this is actually before he's even started to train Ben Solo. You know what I mean? Like this is this yeah, is an early way early way before this is an early Luke. Um, who I think, oh God, I always go back, whether it's four or seven, I can't remember, uh, however old Ben is, but he's super young and he's not to the age yet where Leia will send him away. Luke's still kind of traveling around, um, and seeking out 
you know Je- Jedi uh, text. Uh, he's I, artifacts he's yeah he's just he's just beginning his temple right now. Which means, what do you do with Grogu? You know what I mean? Like he's not going to go. Luke doesn't have a temple set up. I, I'm I'm almost one hundred percent sure that that is not not yet ca- not yet. Or, or or maybe he I don't know. Maybe that's something again. We're looking at the Last Jedi and we're looking at what was said in the Force Awakens, and it's you know maybe he did. Maybe there were other people that he. But it seems like he's the one who's got to pass on what he has learned, and he's training Leia right out the gate. Uh, so he starts that, and then he comes across Grogu. Um, we still have this whole bit with Ahsoka, Ezra Bridger. Like I'm saying, there can be there's so much time. We got 25 years before we even get to the Force Awakens, uh, and you know, yeah. And in Bloodlines happening, what seven years or whatever, just just shortly before the events of the Force Awakens, it doesn't seem like Ben Solo has been there very long. Um, when you look at when you look at that, Leia's reflecting on sending, you know, him there, and the revelation that Vader is her father comes out, and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of story to tell. I don't ultimately believe that Grogu ends up there at that same temple. That's just me, either. and I, I think that's what people I think like his right. Caleb are concerned his, about. They don't want they don't want him to die. They don't want him to, to be there. They're worried he's gonna that he didn't make it beyond. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's long gone because I think I think his his stories with Dan. Jarring. yeah 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 we're, we're gonna yeah yeah lots of story to tell there but caleb hey i i uh what hey here, here here we go what else will happen what's gonna happen with with mando and uh bo katan right it's gonna be tough i don't know because where does where does this next season pick up does it pick up like right then and there like immediately like or is it some time has passed i think some right? time is, it's, I, it's, yeah it's, it's going to be hard to tell because of the book of Boba. I mean, he doesn't want the dark saber. And so you're right. The I don't book know. We of Boba we comes need... out first. Yeah. 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 So something, something's they're going to set us up. Yeah. Time will have passed. They're going to set us up with something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Awesome. Okay. Cause I mean, what do you do with somebody who has the dark saber that doesn't even want to be it? Does she just be like, well, I have to kill you for it. I mean, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what you do. I, and, and again, she has great respect for him. So is she is yeah, is, is she going to challenge him to some some combat? I mean, the thing is, I don't they think she sh- has to kill him. I think she just has to beat him in combat. I think they should just get married and then it's fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, hey, look. No, he, he's a I, religious I, I, zealot. Okay. I mean, he, the armor is going to be right. super happy, ha- happy that he brings this saber back. So. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't think the armor is going to care at all that uh, he took his helmet off. No. It's like. It's like it's like you oh, took and now your we can break off. the rules. You're, you're, now we can break. You're the rules? expelled from the order. Oh, but I have this, and then the armor is he. The armor is now his boss. Yeah, or, or no, he's now he's the, the armor's bo- boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, he's like I make the rules now. <laughs> yeah, it, he does. He's in charge. Oh, it's crazy. That is crazy. Nah, the code so, is bigger, man. You know the way is it's it's got to supersede uh, the leaders. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. All right. Um, okay. Got got good good one here as from um, Amelia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whose uh, call sign is Akio. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it says, hey, Matt and Ezra, I found your podcast thanks to Tiffany's guest spots um, from Swish and Flick podcast. I've always been a Star Wars movie fan, but The Mandalorian has renewed my love for the franchise. My family and I just finished Rebels as we are now starting The Clone Wars. I've also started reading some books. I finished the Aftermath trilogy, and I'm now starting uh, Kenobi and all of the Thrawn books. Favorite movie is Rogue One. Favorite character is Ahsoka. Um, favorite line, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. I'm going to catch up a bit on the episodes before asking too many questions because I don't want to repeat, but this one always stood out. Why are attachments so bad for Jedi? You touched a bit on this with when, with the episode with Tiffany, um, but why are they taken from their family and pressed into service? Um, uh, you know, How can Anakin be the first old foundling, or did they just refuse to train all the older kids who are found late? What if Rey was found on Jakku back when the Jedi Order was still in place? They would just send her back. Uh, if someone is force sensitive, shouldn't the Jedi want to help them control their powers? Thanks for looking. Uh, thanks for looking forward to catch and looking forward to catching up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So Amelia, first of all, that's awesome, and thank you so much. Um, one of our one of our patrons actually. So thank you uh, for supporting us and and for sitting in this transmission. It's great and super happy that people you know like the the spot with Tiffany, and uh, we're hoping to have her back on. And she's actually started up kind of her own little Star Wars project, um, the Padawan Transmissions. So check mm -hmm. that out, guys. It's actually pretty cool. Her and her and Sarah O'Malley are, are uh, you know, kind of navigating their way through through Star Wars. So I think it's great. Um, so Amelia, here's the thing. We yeah, we did have a really good conversation about that and about about these attachments. It's the one thing that Legends material back in the day started to kind of correct a little bit because Luke was trained. You know, Luke Skywalker is trained. He's older. Yoda tries that whole that whole line. He's too old. He's too old to be trained. Okay. Well, you knew where he was for all these years, Yoda. So did Obi-Wan. You knew there would, you know, come a time where we were going to have to maybe, you know, Yoda even says there is another when he's worried about Luke. Maybe we could, you know, uh, switch over to Leia, uh, his twin sister. So Luke, I think because he was trained and he was older and he had attachments— and he did love Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, right? And he's, he has as he a, should. As he should. He has a sister. He has a sister. You know what I mean? One of the things we were, we were reading, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, that really explores attachments and what the council kind of found to be dangerous about siblings, you know, and even people who were afraid of, of uh, uh, you have a father who is afraid of his son who has force powers. You know what I mean? Like your family, almost like it's a witchcraft thing or whatever. Like you're you're labeled as, as as odd and weird. Let's send you to the Jedi Order. Others might have seen it as a gift and, you know, been proud that their son or daughter or whoever goes to the temple and, and, and trains. Um, but yeah, like why wouldn't you want to help anyone who's force sensitive and who's strong in the ways of the force? There should be a program. For that, you obviously can't find all of these individuals, and maybe you know part of it is they they don't they believe that just because you're force sensitive doesn't mean you can use or master the the force. You have to be trained in it, and you have to you have to gain greater access to it. Um, you can still do things. Anakin clearly is not trained, and he can he can do things in the force um, just on instinct. But yeah, why the, the the reason why that they don't want you to have attachments is because they want you to buy into their code, uh, and and their and their way and and the the system that that they're in, um, and if you are if you do have 
attachments and loyalties and things like that, then maybe it jeopardizes your, um, it could jeopardize their mission or their goal. But it's odd because it's all about the force and being connected and guided by the force. And what does the force will? And by not having attachments and by only being open to what the force wants, then, you know, they're not putting their own wants and needs and desire. Like it's not becoming personal. Like I want to save my family. I want to save my loved one. I want to save whoever you have to, you have to be, you know, kind of above, above and beyond that. Uh, and they think it's difficult when you have time to form attachments. Right. I mean, is that what you, is that what you think, Matt? I mean, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's kind of like the idea is, and we talked a lot about this is that i mean even the sith i think would would encourage you not to have attachments right because you need it's all about it's all about the power of the dark side that's the only attachment you really should have mm-hmm. um and so i think i think i think i think it goes both ways and i think both sides are wrong uh and i think that that we 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 come to we we come to find you know we 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 come to find that out right um and it's actually one of the things that's explored, and we just did a Patreon episode on it as the the Dooku Lost book. It's actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons Dooku leaves the Jedi Order is he has an attachment um, to his his sister, his his family, uh, and his his home world, which he discovers. And so Dooku leaves it for for the, for that reason. Um, and then you find out that there's a Jedi who has a son that's uh, that's that was trained as a, as a Padawan and she was scared to tell anyone because of what, what happened to her. She'd be kicked out of the order. She'd be kicked out of, um, uh, of, of the Jedi because she now has an attachment with this person. So, and, and Yoda kind of says in, in that book, he's like, you know, help them. We, we would have done, we would have helped them. And Duke was like, well, it's easy to say that now, but not before. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think, I think he's, I think he's right. Dang. Um, <laughs> it's true. I think, Holy. I think, I think, I think Duke is right in, in, in that book. Yeah. Um, because you think about like, you know, what, what do you think, what do you think Mace Windu would say if he found out that Anakin was married? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? What do you, oh, what do you, what do you, what do you think he would say? Um, Obi-Wan, I mean, you could almost even say that Obi-Wan kind of betrays the Jedi in a little bit because, Obi-Wan knows. He knows. I mean, he, you know, he, he, knows. he knows. He he says, I think there's actually a deleted line, a deleted a deleted little scene from episode three where he said, and I think it's in the I think it's in the novel, mm-hmm. um, where he basically says, you know, like I've I've known. Right. I mean, she does he does have that conversation with where he's like, Oh, and Anakin's the father, right? Um, but I think it's expanded a little bit further. Yeah. Um, in which in, in which Obi-Wan's, you know, I've just kind of turned a blind eye for these years, you know, like I've I've known because it made Anakin you know, happy. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, Obi-Wan's yeah, it's an obvious, idiot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's so it's, he's a Jedi it's so obvious. I mean, it's it's so obvious. But we're talking about this the same people like Yoda who can sit across the table from from Sidious, uh, you know, Palpatine, and say, "Wow, clouded the dark side is." <laughs> so <laughs> every know, time you bring that, I'm just I like, know. "No kidding, no guys. kidding, like, no on. kidding," right? Oh wow, so, right? And so it just makes them seem dumb. Um, but I, I would have to say that falls, you know, that falls on Yoda and Windu and I'll, I'll throw the, I'll throw the well, criticism right, right where it goes. But I think, I think it's the dark side. I, I do, I do believe, I do believe that actually to make it come full circle, where, uh, to make it come all the way to the end, let's, let's, I'll give it, I'll give it some credit. Um, look at, I mean, 
you look at look at what actually look look what actually saves saves the day in the original movies where the whole you don't the attachment things wasn't a thing right right and it is the it is Vader's it is. attachment yeah it, it is, is Vader's attach it is Vader's attachment to yep. to Luke and Luke and, and like they right like yeah they kind of explored it a little bit just more so I think it was that it was more so that. You know, the original idea is Yoda's telling Luke, no, don't run to your friends, not because you don't need attachments to them, but because you're just not ready yet. Like, you need mm -hmm. to keep training. And then yeah, they yeah. expand that further when the prequels come out. Um, yeah. And Palpatine says to him in episode six, you know, your faith in your friends is your is is, is your weakness. So they took a little bit of those ideas, expanded it further. Um, but then in in the sequels, it's, it's the attachment. Kylo Ren becoming Ben Solo's attachment to Rey is what ultimately. Oh, absolutely. That, today. Like, yeah, 100 percent. That, that I was going to say that, like the sequels really amplify and show us yeah. how good attachments can be. And even the fact that they, yeah. they, they fell in love with each other. And, you know, there's there's right. that. I mean, Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade have a son named Ben Skywalker in Legends. It's it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. They they totally I don't think, you know, shit. I don't think that I don't think Luke is going to tell. And this is why I don't think that Luke's going to tell Grogu you shouldn't be attached to Mando. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So you did see a little bit of like. As if it was almost a block that he was emotionally. So Ahsoka saying he's emotionally connected to Din. But that is what helps Grogu. And yeah. really, the crazy thing is, and, and they, they kind of explore it, and that Grogu has different masters. He was trained by many masters, right? So you're not really getting attached to just one. But when you become a Padawan learner under someone else and you are taken on by a master, like I look at, honestly, this is crazy, uh, Test of Courage, the new High Republic novel. There is a character named Emery whose master mm -hmm. is Master Douglas. Yeah. And Master Douglas is like his father, and I don't want to spoil that, I guess. Um, but there's a really, really, really cool, awesome relationship between those two. And um, yeah, it just it shows you that it's it's important. Even even that master apprentice relationship is important is is very important to to that apprentice and um, helps them grow. They need that figure. I think the Jedi are just trying to control it. They're just trying to make sure that it's, that it's super controlled. And they I think put they are good. Too. Well, it's easier. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's definitely easier if you don't have an attachment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Amelia, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Um, um, all right. Got one here from from Ryan. Uh, he says, first off, uh, Matt Nez, first off, thank you for making such a positive and upbeat podcast revolving around Star Wars content. I truly enjoy the discussions and the opportunity to learn in-depth uh, details that I missed or haven't been exposed to. Your commentary in The Mandalorian has enhanced the series for me and provided much-needed background on Ahsoka and Bo-Katan especially. I can't believe that we have seen the return of Slave One and Luke in this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, while piloting my light freighter to Milwaukee, uh, he says in the <laughs> regions, uh, says I saw some architecture that was potentially inspired inspired by Jawa crawler crawlers. Um, says I've recently attached a hollow projection to this transmission uh, that I got off the net for reference. I was traveling sublight to um, 
an on-planet engineering test facility in my Dodge, you know, built light freighter. <laughs> he says, you know, uh, I chose the Dodge design over the similar Carillion freighter because I prefer to buy local and it had heated leather pilot's chair. So it was a win-win. <laughs> uh, he says, I distress though. Can you please analyze the attachment to verify if the Jawas have brought their architecture to the unknown regions? says, um, just a little bit about me. My name is Ryan, and I believe uh, and before the Clone Wars, I was working for a small engineering firm that specialized uh, in mechanical walker technology. Um, the tech was originally designed to be used in agricultural environments where conventional anti-grab or wheel technology struggled to perform such... Um, uh, lost my, lost my place there. Oh, such as navigating forests and moons. The firm was purchased by uh, Roth... Rathana heavy engineering, and I was let go long before most of the staff. Rathana quickly incorporated a weaponized version of the Walker technology into their arsenal of war machines to be used by the Republic's new clone army. Now I've moved on to a new firm working um, on thermal projection technology. We are specifically trying to protect on, on planet hardware and software when harnessing a local star's thermal energy. The end goal of the project is to be able to channel that energy to other systems that are too cold because the star is dying. At least I know no one can use this technology for warfare. Isn't it great to be alive in ABY? Thanks again for the podcast. Um, and so he, he he posed this picture here, um, and it does. Uh, it's called Estellas North uh, Estellas headquarters in Northbrook, Illinois, um, in Illinois, uh, excuse me. Uh, and it's, I don't know what exactly this, this company does, but if you look at their, I mean, you look at their, oh, yeah. p- the, the pictures of their buildings, I mean, it's straight up, it's straight it's up. Looks exact, it it's totally. Looks I just, just posted like it on it. Twitter again at HHL L337, uh, links in the description. Go check this out. I'll give a shout out to Ryan. Uh, and I, I just posted, I just tweeted it out, so you, you guys can can go check it out and know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, that's sick. I, I'm really glad he sent that in. That's that is hilarious, you know. So, yeah, sand crawl. Perfect, perfect. Um, all right, here, and I'll let I'll let you read this one because because I because I have to respond to this one. Oh yeah, yeah. So is this Wes? Yeah, we on Wes. Yeah. Here? Good grief, guys. You know we love we love getting transmissions from all you guys. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Matt, you know, I get in trouble. Matt's opinionated. Okay, guys. Uh, so, so this, I believe this is from, from Wes. I think Wes was so fired up by something that you said that this came in from a different email. So I'm just assuming, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that it is uh, Wes. So here we go. Uh, she lost a lightsaber because she was trying to kill her and Elsbeth was Ahsoka just underestimated Elsbeth. Elsbeth's skill and overestimated the amount of restraint she needed to uh, to show. She defeat she defeated Maul as barely a Jedi who killed a master. So I gotta read this as like <laughs> as Wes just ramble it, listening to the episode where Matt is talking about Ahsoka and just kind of responding, right? Just just throwing because I think mm-hmm. this came. I don't I don't know directly the, like the context of this is I believe right. you. So were I think. I believe actually we, we I was I was talking we were talking about um I th- I believe I I believe I made a comment about like again we always talk about like sometimes I bring up like who would win in a fight or just interesting things or mm-hmm. something and I believe I said something along the lines of like Kylo Ren I think Kylo Ren would be Ahsoka um was it, think, then you I even said something. Luke you said Luke because the next part is all about well your- no. I- Right. I well, yeah, and I believe we were talking about it. We said, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 oh, yeah, I think maybe we were talking about like, would Ahsoka be, like, could Ahsoka in Episode Six beat Luke? Like Ahsoka around the time of Episode Six or something beat Luke mm-hmm. or something like that. And we're talking about it's hard, it's hard to gauge some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he goes on to say, I know Luke is presumed to eventually be the most powerful Jedi, but Jedi get more powerful as they understand the Force better. At this point in the Mandalorian, I believe they're even if not in Ahsoka's favor. One, she's older and was trained closely by Anakin along with all the Jedi Masters. She's also moved on from the Jedi way and become something else that we don't fully understand. She's a master in her own way, and Luke is not. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he defeated Vader, but it can be attributed to Vader not being ready and or sensing kinship with Luke. So if they were to go toe-to-toe, 10 ABY, I think Ahsoka would have the upper hand. Experience and knowledge and skill being the only being the reasons why. She's no slouch. She was Anakin's <laughs> Padawan. And again, learn from the most powerful Jedi of the age. Yeah. So Guys, I, I, um, I love this because... Mm-hmm. That's what we want. I mean, like, this is what this started right. with. is people just talking about hypotheticals. And so, Wes, thank you. You know, anytime we anytime we do that hypothetical, who would win a fight? Mm-hmm. I mean, please send in your opinion on that. Right. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough because we, there's not a, we don't have a lot of feats at this point in canon outside of comics, which I have not read every Luke Skywalker comic. So it's hard to tell exactly what it is that Luke is doing at this point that you can specifically look at and be like, well, look, here's something he does that's so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we just saw him go in and wreck a bunch of dark troopers who are supposed to be, like, the real deal. I mean, like, yeah. just wreck them. Like, wreck nobody's them. business. I mean, yeah. wreck, <laughs> wreck yes. them, right? Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, the only uh, – Ahsoka, right? I, okay, Ahsoka fights Maul. Um, and you could even make the argument there that Maul kind of offers her to join a couple of times. So he's not necessarily trying to kill her. He, she kind of beats, I mean, she does technically beat him there. Um, but you know, he's like offering it up, then he's trying to escape and then they're fighting on this catwalk. And so then he does, she does, you know, cut away and like flip over and then, you know, he is captured. Uh Um, um, so you, so you, you know, you, you do have, so you have that, so. I think it's kind of left up in the air. I think some people will look at it and say, well, Ahsoka definitely won. I think you could look at it and say, well, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say because it could be a similar situation here where just like Ahsoka fighting Elspeth, you're like, well, Ahsoka loses a lightsaber because she's not trying to kill her. She's trying to get information from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you have that. And then Vader fighting, fighting Luke is Vader holding back because he's not mm-hmm. trying to. You know, he's, he's, yeah, he's, all he's of not, these have context. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. all, they all definitely have context. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's cool. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where Ahsoka's at right now. It, I know where Luke is at, and Luke looks like a freaking boss. Uh, and see, and see, so, <laughs> see, and that's where Matt goes to. Yeah, that's, that's what Matt does, right? It's, yeah. it's, he goes from, it's, hey, what it's have hard. you done for me lately? It's hard to say. <laughs> what have you <laughs> done for me lately? Oh my gosh. There's a difference between being a, be, you know, there's a difference. You, you sometimes you have you, you have to look at. Well, is Ahsoka a has been? Okay, well, oh, she has been great. My, <laughs> and Go, what have guys, you done for me lately? Okay, right, I mean, now what I've does got, Luke do? What does Luke do for me? Like, now no, I've got to get opinionated. I'm just messing. Now I'm I've got to get opinionated. I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm, just, I'm an Ahsoka I'm fan. I want everyone to know. I know you. I'm are. a I'm an Ahsoka fan too. Yeah, I know she's she she's great. The last okay, you, but the last could she have wrecked those dark troopers? I think she could have. But oh, she see, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She probably could have. have. I just think, have, she, I think she we didn't see it. Yeah, we, we did. We it. did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Well, she would she have wrecked them as much as Luke? I don't know. 
Oh, cheesy cow. <laughs> I I don't know. We, we don't know. That's it. true. That's we true. will you, see you, it though. We will see it. I I mean, when could she have wrecked them? Series. Could she have wrecked them more? Is that is that another way we could say that? Right, could she? Yeah. yeah. I think that I think the right way in when she you, gets when she gets her own series. I mean, how awesome is she going? to I'm mean, sure she's going to have epic, ridiculous moments like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know she is. I mean, because the last thing we see before this is Ahsoka fighting Vader, in which she almost dies uh, if it's not for Ezra pulling her out between the way between worlds. Yeah, I. I mean, do you think that? I mean, do you think that Ahsoka would have beaten Vader there? Or you think Vader would? I think Vader would have killed her. No, I don't and think was she would and was about to. No, and I actually think again this the thing that you're saying is is that it's there is context. She is right. emotional. She's emotional. Right. And she decides right. she could leave. Do you get that? She in that moment right. she could have left and fled. She saves everyone else and says, I'm not leaving you this time. Exactly. This time I'm staying. So that is that's the other that's the contextual right. you know, piece to that, which is which is she's gonna stay. Um right. And, and she's not, and and she's and not fighting to kill Vader, and Vader no. is fighting to kill her. So right, exactly, and he's he's kind of completely gone. I mean, he's he's gone right. full dark side. Uh, we 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 don't know. We we we. Really, yeah. I I think she. I actually think her goal was to bring them both down. I think she was willing to to sacrifice herself and end it all, and say too. that my master's gone. And so I think she was going to fight him to the death. Yeah, I, I think but I think she had she had there was no way she didn't see what Luke saw in his father. She couldn't mm-hmm. see that the that the, there was still good in him, like Luke said. And that's where the attachments do matter. And even though she was as close to him as, as Obi-Wan or any, you know, the only person closer at that at, was Padme, you know, and then his mother or whoever. But I mean, she was right up there with all of those individuals and, and was as close as you can get and still couldn't see the light or the good that Luke sees later. So, yeah, she was right. ready to kill him. She was ready to, right. to end well, it. Well, and look, this, it's, it's, it's also, it's also you, you have to, sometimes you go down to these, like, who would win in a fight? And you got, you know, and it's certainly fun and all this stuff. But then, you know, like you look at a fight between Elspeth and Ahsoka, right? Well, the reason that Elspeth stands a chance is because you have to make it good television, okay? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like... It's like, why doesn't Superman, who can like, you know, fly to the sun in a millisecond, uh-huh. you know, why does it? Why is why does Superman get hit by a steel beam and get knocked down? You know what I mean? It's like right, right. because it's it's just how it works. You know, yeah. like it's part of. But the, it's part of the right. But you do have to build. So as you're power building, you know, and you're scaling and stuff, you do have to keep that in mind. Uh, like when you are, I mean, not with the, necessarily Superman, right. but like if you would have shown us a weaker Luke Skywalker. People might not have, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Boba Fett, Luke, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, right. they all had to be as powerful as we believe them to be. And it's like how to be more right. than what we saw them, at, you know, like beforehand, unless they're going up against a villain that is equally powerful. And so that's where right. we're kind of like, OK, with Elsbeth, people are a little bit like, well, how did she how did she disarm her? And again, right. she's trying to take her. She's not trying to just end her. She's trying to learn right. and gain information. Right. Take her life. Right, it's just why we're gonna need we're gonna need some sort of other force wielding opponent for Ahsoka yeah. to fight in her series. Yeah, and we've talked about the possibility of it being Amara Jade. I actually think I've been thinking a lot more about Star Killer. I think Sam Whitworth, would, I think, would love to come play Star Killer on, I, on, 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 on a TV show. I think he'd be perfect for it. Obviously, it's his face; it's all motion captioned off of right. him. I think he could totally act in it. He's got the voice. I think people would love that character. Um, and I still love the idea of 
A, of you get this fight between somebody that was trained by Ahsoka or by Anakin and somebody that was trained by Vader. And it's like, you you know what I mean? It's like similar styles. That way you could almost have it somebody that's like as equally as powerful as Ahsoka. But it is this light versus dark sort of conflict. And I think it'd be really cool. And I think it'd be totally freaking awesome. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it would be, yeah. you know, they both use two lightsabers. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be an amazing fight. It would be a great villain for her. Um, something, something along that way. And then, cause a lot of, you know, a lot of Ahsoka's story is centered around Anakin, not, not necessarily Vader. Like that's who she grew up with Anakin. Whereas Luke's kind of the opposite is Luke's only, only ever knew it as Darth Vader and wants to know him as, mm-hmm. as, as Anakin and turn him, turn him back to the light. And so it's, it's, yeah, we're, we're going to see. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get, I'm sure when Ahsoka get, when the Ahsoka series is going to be just littered with her doing super epic Oh, yeah. She's, you know, super here, here, epic things. Here's a fun connection. Okay. So you brought up all those individuals that Ahsoka could fight and you forgot right. one. Okay. And this will, I'll make a connection to Starkiller because they could be one and the right. same. Okay. This character's name is not Luke, but it's Luke. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. So I only bring this up because Master Sabayoth. So after this whole Thrawn trilogy, right? Master Sabayoth is on a planet. On the planet Wayland, no one has been there in the entire time of the galactic whatever. There's a couple maybe ships going to it. Secret, secret, secret contingency plan planet where there's an ancient Jedi master who is not actually a Jedi, whatever, because that would take away from what Yoda says, all that, all that, all that cool stuff. But could you find someone like 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 Starkiller? Could you feel could you find someone like like a Vader apprentice or a Palpatine, you know? cloning facility where he was trying something and he had a couple individual you know that again they're they're all this this it's close it, it may not be exactly the same but i think that's why that thrawn trilogy still still is important for people to go read it's the best i think it's one of the coolest things to see how you can go to a planet and they had technology that thrawn wanted that the then you know new republic wants and all that stuff it's 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 really cool so i mean look Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I've read too much of that stuff because that's like I remember I laughed at myself in the Mandalorian. I said, "Are they pulling? Is this a Luke Skywalker clone? Is this? Are mm-hmm. we going to see some dark? Like I was waiting for him to have like a scar across his eye and be like, oh my god, what are they? What are they doing?'" Um, but it was Luke. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, okay. Well, I will. I will just leave you with this. Okay. In okay. the event they do, they do bring Star Killer back. Yeah. Uh, to be to be Ahsoka's Ahsoka's villain. Star Killer, I can I can say for certainty, is more powerful than Ahsoka. Wow, <laughs> wow, because Galen Mark pulls a star destroyer out of the sky from orbit. It's one of the most uh-huh. epic and most powerful force moments you will see. It is actually pretty cool. And if it's... you can tell me that Luke and Vader are more powerful than that, and that was canon by george lucas and now it's no longer canon but it was like it's kind of on a different level with the old old eu stuff because it was like yeah some, a lot of that stuff gets published but george lucas wrote the you know, they wrote the story it was for involved yeah the, went right through yeah. the force mm-hmm. the force unleashed yeah mm-hmm. so yeah he pulls the star destroyer out of orbit and i saw ahsoka in season seven of clone wars struggling to pull 
Darth Maul back in a contact. Tiny so, contact. Okay, I was just saying. Somebody sure is somebody is firing off a transmission <laughs> right now. I know they are. Uh, it's probably Wes. Oh my god. <laughs> Could Ahsoka pull a star destroyer out of orbit? I don't know because I haven't seen. Maybe it. now. Maybe yeah. What Maybe. have you done for me? I believe recently? that Luke could. I believe oh, that Luke okay. or Vader could. Yeah. Do you do you don't think they could? Oh, I know I do. But I don't, I also think Ahsoka could. Yeah. I think Ahsoka Let's could. See. We don't have any. We've nothing to the. We don't know. You know. So yeah, exactly. Well, I do have some context. She certainly can't in season in in the in the. I've seen her do Wars. more in that realm than I have them. I've seen her yeah, actually in hold, Clone Wars do stuff. Yeah, actually do stuff. So I've not even seen them attempt that kind of stuff. Although, uh, at least we'll give Vader the. Oh my well, god! Can, Luke can force project himself across the freaking galaxy. Heck yes, he can. Which is huge. Which is huge. By the way, is that, the, what, most, is, is that the most powerful thing I think we've seen? I, it might be. Do you remember? So r real quick, uh, sidebar here for anyone who ever wants to go read. Fate of the Jedi series or or Legacy of the Force series, which are amazing. Luke did Force project in those. Master Grandmaster Skywalker did things in that series. I know it's just a book series. It's just it's whatever. It's why people love it so much. Luke Skywalker did stuff like like flow walking. Well, he didn't. He, he oh, totally said not to. Extended do that. Universe Luke is is so absurdly powerful. Like, at one point, he is standing behind Darth Kytus. And Darth Kytus is one of the most powerful BA guys out there, right? And he doesn't phase Master Skywalker one bit, okay? He actually, Kytus turns around, he's scared. He turns around, and he, Luke's been talking to him this whole time. And Luke's gone. Vanished. What? Where was he? He was actually in his freaking X-Wing, force projecting himself from outside the freaking craft. I mean, it's just like sick, you know? I mean, that's, that's probably not exactly correct, but it's, it's, it's close, all right? The whole point is, is he's, ah, love Luke Skywalker. Extended universe Luke Skywalker is like Superman level. Like, I mean, it's he's... Great. He, I mean, he's like absurd. No one in Star Wars is, is, is even remotely close to extended universe Luke. Yeah, I, I, I love there's these moments where Jason is dude, I there's moments in those in those legend series where I actually cried. I legitimately cried because I was like, this is so like emotional. But like some of the stuff that Jason Jason Solo was trying to do, he's trying to learn all these, all these really cool, ridiculous force powers. And he learns all these great things, these cool new tricks, new technology, new whatever. Uh, uh, you know, just things. He goes and visits all these people. Luke Skywalker reminds his son, Ben Skywalker, that the Force is my ally. And mm -hmm. a powerful ally it is. It's like, it's about that. It's not the fanciness. It's whatever. It's like Luke could know one form of using, you know, like, like Jedi uh, fighting or lightsaber technique, one form. And if the Force is with him, he will win. He will prevail because yeah. he is one with the Force. Let's true. go. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, extend, extended universe, Luke Skywalker. It's like the what is what is the most powerful thing I think we see in Star Wars. Luke's Force projection, I feel like, is the most powerful thing we see in the Force of the of the movies. Um, 
for extended universe Luke, that's like child's play. I mean, it's just like pff, force projection. Come on, now. right? I mean, it's like you oh, think Star Killer pulling a star to a Star Killer. It's actually it's Galen Marek, but whatever. It's this you know for all intents and purposes, same same thing. Um, star Killer pulling a a Star Destroyer out of orbit uh, is like Luke could probably pull a freaking fleet out from orbit in extended universe and it like would not even be things. Oh. although we did we did just see some a super epic moment in light of the jedi in which mm-hmm. all the jedi come together at yes. the same time across yes. the galaxy and are doing something but that's yeah. not a single person doing something no but it's a sick moment it's it shows sick. you the yeah the potential yes um all right we still got a lot to get to so uh, let's 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 plow through some of these um david hansen uh, yeah. he says most hated character in star wars hello matt and ezra this is david blade runner with a transmission from the outer rim i've recently started watching through clone wars for the first time and it's fantastic while watching i have found my new most hated character in all of star wars pong krell Palpatine manipulated a young Anakin into killing younglings, and I still hate Krell more. Uh, what characters do you hate the most? Keep up the great work. Uh, so I had to look up Pong Krell because I was mm-hmm. kind of unfamiliar with this guy. Um, yeah. He is a, um, he's he's a, a... He's a master in the Jedi Order during, a, mm-hmm. during, the, during the time of the Clone Wars, right? Um, and he, he's a general, I think they refer to him as, as uh, general Krell sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he's got, he actually, I think is the same species as Dex, I think. Yes. He, yeah. Um, he looks like him. Is he? Yeah. Dexter yeah. Jet, sir. Yeah. 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 So, and, and Krell ends up kind of betraying everyone. Um, he's, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So most hated character. Wow. That's hilarious. Um, who's your who's your most hated character? Let's let's dive in. Most into this. hated hate leads to suffering, <laughs> right? So I um, <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people it's Jar Jar Binks. No, I and I, I and, and I honestly me, not for me, not 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 for me at all. I I don't think I don't actually think the treatment of it's one of the things where it's why the reason I am so easy going on some of the stuff I don't like in the sequels is because I remember what it was like to be a young kid loving that. And, and it was created by George Lucas, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it still got bashed by fans. So I'm like, okay, we need to lay off a little bit um, because they're just trying to make more cool stuff for kids and it, it, it's it's fine. Um, I don't really have a, a, a hated character. I, gosh, as I go through, I mean, I like, all of these characters, ones that I don't like that are annoying. I'm trying to think maybe even like annoying character that I don't like. Do you have one? A character that you um, don't like? I had, to th- I, had to th- I had to think about I had to think about this for a second. Uh characters that I don't know or characters that I just find like annoying. Um Yeah. I was trying to think in the prequels. I'm like, is there anybody in the prequels? And then we went to the originals. Um I'm not super big on Jabba. I just kind of find them in like are you and annoying? Oh. Like every time I say, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, dude. Pretty much the whole, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, the, pretty much the whole oh. sequence with the Max Reba band. I'm always like, oh my god. Ooh, la, Are you la, kidding you know? me? Are you like, joking oh, me? I can't believe you. Exposed. You are exposed. Uh, I can't exposed. believe you said that. 
<laughs> no, that's like one of my favorite scenes Tarkin, in all Star Wars. Tarkin, Tarkin uh. is somebody, and I, and I don't, I don't like hate Tarkin, but he's like, especially because of his role in Rogue One, like you hate him in the way that you should hate a villain. Like I, like yeah. it's what I, how I describe like Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter, and mm -hmm. that she's the perfect villain because she's not like a monstrous villain, like. Voldemort is right you know like Palpatine like Palpatine is a monster you know in a, in, a, in all sense of purpose he's like oh you know big scare like every time you see him you're scared um as opposed to seeing them and like hating them like we hate Dolores Umbridge because she's perfect right and you're like oh you just want to see her like fall flat on her face and so you like hate them it's kind of the way I feel about Tarkin and I think that's it's a good thing actually is like especially in Rogue One because you're almost rooting for Krennic a little bit where you're like Tarkin's like gonna go kill him and take the oh, all yeah. the all the all the you know all the glory for himself and it was Krennic's whole deal and you're like God and Tarkin's just like oh yeah we're just gonna kill yeah whatever we'll just we'll just fire the Death Star on this on this planet okay on they fired on you know on um uh God the, uh, what's the where Saw Gerrera dies uh what's the uh, Jetta uh, Jetta yeah, where they fired on Jetta, and then later, hey, we're gonna go fire it on, you know. And so it's just like, Jesus, man, he's just out yeah. there, just blowing up planets. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, in a good way, I hate Tarkin because it's God. You know, you just want to see him like get get screwed over. But um, yeah, character that I hate, hate. Well, I, I guess that's kind of what David I feel like is saying. I, I mean, right. like. Like, like if it's not General Krell, like he says, like Palpatine manipulated Anakin to kill younglings right. and we still hate Krell more, you know, I mean, because I think people kind of are fascinated by the, like how powerful Sidious is and that he's able to do the stuff that he right, right in front of the Jedi Council. It's just it's like it's right. unreal. I guess if that's like hated character, I don't know, like I, I think the guy who plays um, Hux is fantastic. Um isn't he like mm, Bill? No. Isn't he like Bill Weasley in the? Yeah, yeah I'm looking at his he name. Might be. He he's, might he's, be. He's, 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 he's actually really like a cool. Pretty, he's a British actor. Yeah, yeah, he's actually really, really, really cool. But um, yeah, I kind of can't stand Hux. But it's not like he really does anything. I All wish right. there. I wanted to hate him more. How about that? Because I wanted him to be just an extremely bad guy. You know, like a really. You well, know I'll I mean? tell you right now, it, Moff Gideon. I'm I'm not super keen on. That's a good point. That's yep, yeah. That's good. I like. If that you one. lay one Gideon. finger, yeah, on Grogu, if you ever stick yeah. a dark saber in his face again, oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> you ever threaten my threaten my child? I will oh, ever oof. again. I know you talk about a way to unite like a fandom. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, what like I, we were like, but that's wow. but that's like that, you know, and so I think some people look at that where I think a lot of people just hate a lot of the stuff in, you know, in the sequels. Like yeah. DJ, did we need him? I don't think so. Uh, you know, like so, well, I, you know, it's just it yeah. just depends on how you how you how you describe it. I'm sure a lot of people a lot of people have said for years they hated Jar Jar Banks, found him annoying. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Or do you mean hate, hate in like a good way, you know? So yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's a good question. Yeah, we'll kind of. Um. All right. Hey, uh, got one here. Uh, this is from Eric. He says, "Hey guys, I wanted to. Um, I want to start by thanking you both for providing a setting where it's okay 
to unabashedly love Star Wars, even while acknowledging its flaws. I was recently listening to another Star Wars podcast. I couldn't even finish because it was clear most of the hosts were not actual fans, but just wanted to get a laugh by mocking every aspect of the series. Um, With that said, I have a new theory uh, that's been knocking around in my head lately. I believe that at some point, the Mandalorian, between the Mandalorian uh, and Episode 7, we are going to see the on-screen death of Ahsoka Tano. I hate saying this as Ahsoka has become one of my favorite all-time characters. However, in The Rise of Skywalker, we hear her voice um, in all of the past Jedi uh, talking to Rey and encouraging her to trust in the Force. Other than Ahsoka, most of the voices we hear are Jedi who are confirmed to be dead and speaking from beyond the grave. Uh, with that in mind, Yoda, but um, we hear Yoda, but no voice that could reasonably be applied to Grogu. This leads me to believe that at the time of Rise of Skywalker, Ahsoka has died, but Grogu is still alive somewhere in the galaxy. I also think uh, this explains why we see no Mandalorians involved in the events of the sequel trilogy. I believe they and Grogu are building, are battling another threat in the galaxy, perhaps the chiss against the grisks yeah eric i i love this i've actually this is something i've been thinking a lot about um in that ahsoka is looking for grand admiral thrawn i totally totally believe that gosh there's such a good response to the characters in rebels to ezra uh bridger uh sabine wren harrison doula uh jason Sindula, her son who I believe is strong in the ways of the force. And I think will be trained by Ezra Bridger. 100%. I think that's like, I don't know how you couldn't have, I, I will shed tears. If that happens, I, I will like that. That is going to be such a cool moment because I think Kanan Jarrus is just unbelievably that his loss is wow. It is. Thank I, mean, I remember we were talking about that with Tiffany and I was like, I can't even spoil this for Tiffany because it's just so, so epic. What happens in, in, in rebels. I think all of that is going to take us, and it's it's closely tied with Thrawn, and they're still Timothy Zahn is writing the Thrawn Chiss ascendancy story right now and giving us more context on the Grisk, what is happening, what's happening to their Skywalkers, to their children, um, to their to their um, those who can help them navigate the hyperspace lanes. We're actually seeing some of that in the High Republic that you have to find and explore. The Santeca family is exploring hyperspace and exploring the lanes, and you know getting us greater access to to these regions so i kind of think all of that is going to be tied together in um this yeah this threat this threat that the chiss ascendancy are facing and that is that grogu will be wrapped up in that that the mandalorians may be wrapped up in that and mandoverse will take us in that in that direction um and the new republic it's going to be beyond their jurisdiction it's going to be beyond their help and their it stretches them too far to that you know that's that's one of the problems they're bringing up right now you have the rangers of the new republic who i think will be out there on the frontier you know very you know very far away from resources but they're highly skilled and they're furthering the the republic's cause and trying to send back transmissions and stuff but it's a whole new frontier and you remember it's a galaxy and that the new republic's going to have its own problem just uniting and coalescing and, and have internal issues and things and then, yeah, we're going to be fighting on in the unknown region. We're going to go there. They've been holding that spot for us for a long time. And, Eric, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think this is fantastic. And I think Grogu's alive. The Ahsoka piece, I wouldn't be surprised if Ahsoka actually is still alive. I know that's controversial. A lot of people believe that she has died. And Eric even you know indicated that we do hear her voice. 
Um, it could be a way between worlds situation. It could be something else. It could just be that she's still alive and reaching out. One of the things they showed us in the High Republic series, again, that moment Matt is talking about where all the Jedi across the galaxy uh, sing the song of, of the Force and come together uh, around Avar Chris is huge. And I think that would be kind of cool to see. Uh, it shows us the, the like how far-reaching um, their abilities can be. And you go to a place like Tython or wherever if Ahsoka... Uh, you know, needs to reach out to Ray in the end there. But, you know, r regardless, if Ahsoka does, if, if she does die and we do see that death or we see her become one with the Force in some great sacrificial way, that's fine. It's going to be uh, whatever her her story is near and dear to Dave Filoni. Mm -hmm. And if it, I, hear, I hear everyone giving Dave Filoni all this praise. They love what he and John Favreau are doing. They love the Mandalorian. You better believe he is going to take care of that that character teach us a lesson from that character and she's going to have an epic arc and an epic ending. So I'm in, I'm in on all that. I think it's gonna be great. Yeah. I do think she's dead at that point. Again, I've talked about this before. She's, she'll be seven. She would be 71. I just did the math at that point. There's literally nothing. I, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, well it's like, she's old, you know, look at Yoda yeah. when he's old. Maybe she just, you know, we don't know. We're going to figure it out. I mean, is that, is, is it, that Ahsoka is going to die of old age. They're just like humans. A lot of humans die when they're in their 60s, right? Mm -hmm. In their 50s. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it just happens, right? Um, so I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Probably not. She's probably going to become one of the fours fighting somebody epic. And that's, you know, yeah. that's training somebody is probably most likely. Um, the reason I say that she is dead at that point is because if you look at the line that she says, um, Anakin says, the force surrounds you, Rey. Ayla, secure it. Let it guide you. Ahsoka, as it guided us. So she is speaking in, you know, sort of sort of past tense there. Mm -hmm. um, so, but again, it's, she would be 71. You know, a lot of people, I you know a lot of people are upset by it because they just don't like the idea of Ahsoka. Ahsoka dying. It's, and I yeah, get she's it. eventually she, going to. She's, she's, she's eventually yeah. going to die. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, so. You know, it's, if they want to do something with her, her species and race where they make it that she her story can continue beyond that, that's fine. But I really don't think it's going to because she's, she is a character who starts in the prequels and mm -hmm. car the arc carries through the originals. And somewhere in between the originals and the sequels, she is set up for a whole nother 25 years plus here to work with where Ahsoka right. and Ezra Bridger and others can do something really cool, really awesome. I mean, it really just wouldn't surprise me if she was a guardian of the way between worlds. It, it wouldn't right. surprise me at all if she has if some Mortis connection comes back. She's resurrected mm -hmm. by. Yeah, she the, does die. We actually the see daughter. her legitimately die. She's she's actually yeah, already. She, she's that's why Morai is, right. is around, you know, and all that kind of right. stuff. And so there's something extra going on with Ahsoka. With Ahsoka. That, uh, yeah. 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 100 so. percent. I, I, I believe here. Um, okay, so these now we're moving on to some some YouTube comments here. Um, so let's go here. So these are from, uh, but we did some higher public videos, and then I did a big one on Jason Sandula. So um, got one here from um, Kieran Lawrence uh, says, "Great video, guys. Martian Row, aka the Eye, has really caught my attention. I'm more than halfway done with the Light of the Jedi, and I hope to read more about his motivations. In this, uh, just a job to him." Uh, an obligation that has been passed down to him is this. Uh, um, he seems to care about the the Nihil, but doesn't like the way they behave. Yeah. 
Well, and actually, we should probably say this is uh, slightly, you know, get all, all that spoiler that, territory. Yeah, <laughs> that that video, big big time, is uh, is a spoiler uh, talk that Matt and I had um, about Martian Rowe and and the Nihil. So if you you know, if you if you want to skip ahead, go ahead. I mean, that's fine. We we can. I'll give you a quick little summary of that, which which is that he is. He's an interesting villain. He is the big time villain, the Nihil. Uh, Nihil, by the way, means nothing in Latin, and they reside in a, a little place called No Space, right? They're an interesting mm-hmm. group. Um, Martian's backstory is interesting. His grandmother has connections to the ancient Jedi and knows how to imprison them. Like, who would want to imprison a Jedi? Uh, yeah, and, and like apparently the Jedi had something to do with his family's demise. Um, he has an artifact, a relic of some kind that is casting a sickly purple, uh, glow that, that Loden, um, great storm is, seems daunted by, uh, and it gives Martian real great confidence. Elzar man sees a vision where in which a dark purple glow is surrounding his vision. And it's, it's a light that this dark purple it cast is on the Jedi who are running in fear. And we believe going into the next book, Into, in, in, into Darkness, I think is what it's called, right? Into the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, into the Dark. And, and that is, I think that's what Elzar Man is seeing at the end there. So I, I was really posing a question, like, how big of a deal is Martian Rowe? What is the object he's holding? Um, it's, what is it? Is it something that... that kind of negates the force is it something that kind of how how is it that he it seems like it has some ridiculous amount of power to it and it's got really crazy symbols on it um yeah it's a really if you want to go check this out go check out this this uh, youtube video that we did where where we um discuss kind of in depth i read the passage i read the passage for folks and they can kind of come to their own conclusion and and tell me you know what they think so yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, moving on. We got one from RC Anderson here. Shout out to RC. You know why? Shout out. I like, the, I like I like him because. But brace yourself. <laughs> he well he is, but he's he he's he's respectful and he's he's he sometimes is a critic, but some you know, but he's Absolutely. left us a lot yeah. of he's left us a lot of really good comments too. Yeah. Um, but he I think he's 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 respectful and you know some guys are just like this you know. This effing stuff sucks. Oh, I know. Get it out of get it out of my Star Wars. You know, stuff like that. So he says, um, "I knew nothing about the High Republic, whatever the heck that is." Um, After the trailer, I am no way going to give it a chance. It just looked like a generic mobile game with characters holding lightsabers. Nothing about the trailer said Star Wars to me. Right. And you know what? Here, let me let let me give let me give him a little bit. Let me give him some credit here because I think there's a lot of people who. The High Republic is going to have to prove kind of itself mm-hmm. um, to, to to people because I think a lot of people view it as sort of a lot of people love the expanded universe and they love legends and they love the old Republic. They love Revan and all of this stuff. And people are coming off of the sequels and saying, this is where you're headed next. And it feels as I've the, the term I've heard is Star Wars light. Um, that seems to be that seems to be the 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 term the term going around. Um, I myself believe that I think it will. I think a lot of people will come around on it once it's once it's gotten stuff. I think even its start was I think it was an okay start. 
right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when I think what is the best piece of content of your three things you launch initially, um, I think four, I think there's even a, a kid's novel, but I think it's just mm -hmm. like a little picture book or something. Yeah. Um, you know, I think was the junior novel, then okay. But I, I, I actually, to be honest, I feel better about where this, the, the higher public's future going forward than I did, um, you know, when, after we were, after we, after we left, say last, uh, you know, when we left the last Jedi and we were like, you know, people are kind of split over that movie and we're like, wow, dude, we got solo coming out in like a couple months. And then, you know, it's like they're, they were talking about, we're going to give this guy a trilogy and these guys a trilogy. It's like, what is happening? I feel a lot better about where we are now. Um, especially, you know, with Mandalorian, and all these shows and the higher public being being part of that, too. So um, I get it. I think I think the, the higher public's going to have to prove itself to some to some star to some other Star Wars fans out there. Uh, but I, I, I think I think it will. But the nice thing about Star Wars is if the higher public isn't your cup of tea, you can go to the prequels. You can go to the sequels. You can go to the originals. You can go to the Mandalorian. You can go to the games. You can still go back to old legend stuff. There's a lot for everybody. Yeah, and I just want to point this out because sometimes we, you know, again, Matt and I give our opinions on book mm -hmm. series, the, the movies, what we like, characters we like. We emphasize certain things. I mean, so Matt said just a second ago that like test of when of the three to four pieces that have come out on the High Republic, when test of courage is like one of the better things. Well, that's according to him us. and, and right. us. Yeah, to me. I mean, yeah. the some because, people love Light of the Jedi. Well, yeah, it's it's got a better ratings. It has better ratings. Yeah, I'm sure it better, does. Yeah, I'm it's sure got 85 percent yeah. on Google users. It's got a 4.3 on Goodreads versus Test of Courage. And again, it's like less people read that. You know what I mean? Less people mm -hmm. read um, the, the the High Republic Test of Courage. We loved it because it's straightforward story. It was great. I love Master Douglas, and I just fell in love with that character and Vernestra, and I thought it was really cool. It was unexpected. It was kind of unexpected for me, uh, you know, to really like that. But some people want more, and so I actually that's that's why I kind of think the fact that Light of the Jedi did get is getting really good re reviews and people like it. It's cool. The other thing is that people it, um, it's ambitious. The reason I think Yoda is involved is so you can tie it to the series. Otherwise, there's a risk that you could make something brand new and people get to say, mm, that doesn't really tie mm. in. No, you just told more of Yoda's backstory. You just said Yoda, who is in the prequels. Now we're getting more Yoda. And so when you go to his Wikipedia page, when you look up Yoda, he now has a greater uh, backstory and it's tied into these other characters. And it kind of legitimizes the series by having Yoda, quite frankly. Um I think the risk, had they have gone back even further and went pre-Yoda or something, which we all want them to do, I think what they need to do is exactly what Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing, which is to say, bring in, use Le use some of this stuff from Legends, mm -hmm. because a lot of people, it's a new character, it's a new name. If you brought in Darth Revan, Darth Bane, whoever, you want to go pre-High Republic, that's fine. I think this is their first sort of testing ground for that, and they've kept Yoda as the thread that's going to tie this to the prequels, and so... It's a safety line kind of to, to yeah. hold on to and, and make sure that this, this does well. And it's, you know, it's more Jedi. It's, it's, it's cool. But I, yeah, you know, I get it for some people that they, they want to dismiss that, you know, they, they, they don't want it. They, they don't, it's, it's not their cup of tea, as you say, and that's yeah. totally fine. And that's, and that's, and that's fine guys. And you know, that's the thing I always love to say about star Wars is, you know, the originals came out and I think we all agree the originals are, Amazing, right? I don't think any of us would be here if they weren't. Um, but then, you know, then as and I grew up in the age of the prequels 
And mm -hmm. I love the prequels, but for years I had to listen to people say, well, God, Jar Jar is awful and the prequels are awful and Anakin and Padme in episode two are rolling around. That's not my Star Wars. And then I, you know, what, then then when Clone Wars first came out and I kind of watched it, I was like, that's ah, just not, I don't know, whatever. I, I didn't didn't pay any attention to it. But now I've come back to it. I've been like, I like this. And then, you know, the, the sequels and some people were like, that's their first cup to that's their first time with Star Wars. And they're like, I love uh -huh. the sequels. I, and I'm, you know, and, but I'm like, well, I don't know. And so, you know, it's just it's yeah. all how it is. There's, well, there, I, you don't, you, the, the nice thing about it is you never, you don't have to go to what you don't like in Star Wars. Um, heck, yeah. And our, and I, and, and RC here, I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he's giving a good thing. He's, he's you know, it just didn't look like, didn't look like it. He says, you know, I, and no, I think absolutely. it'll have to, it'll I, have to prove itself to people. And I, 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 I believe that it will. I think it will too, and and I, I you know again like you said, RC always always sends really 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 good comments and stuff in here. So we I actually wanted to start the whole thing off with a little you know uh, uh hey 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 buddy, Th there's a character mm -hmm. named Master Douglas. Master Douglas, okay, and don't don't you go to sleep on Master Douglas because he is a big a big deal. So yeah, uh, but no, hey, um, we you know we got we got to give uh, we're reading both sides, right. we're reading all the comments, you know. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, so this the uh, last one here. Here's a handful of comments. So I did a video talking about the possibility of Luke Skywalker being the one to train Jason Syndulla. Right. So Jason Syndulla is the son of Harris Syndulla and um, Kanan Jarrus. Right. We see at the end of Rebels. We don't know what happened to him. I think for a long time, as we've always thought that Ezra would come back and be the one to train him. But I make the argument that, well, with Ezra being gone, is this somebody that we could see at Luke's temple? Because this is somebody we could see Luke training, right? Or maybe Ahsoka trains him, right? And so, um, you know, who knows? We know we know he's force sensitive, right? I believe, you know, he's described as being an ace pilot even at a young age. And uh, Sabine in that epilogue scene is saying, and we all know what his father was like. So who, mm -hmm. who knows, man? Mm -hmm. Who yeah. knows? So uh, just so just some of the comments on here, um, Connor saying, uh, Connor Allen saying, this is a character I want to know more about. Uh, Stuart Sisler, it's far more likely that Ezra will end up being the one to train Jason Sandula. It would be a fitting, it would be fitting since Jason's father was Ezra's own master. Uh, Ezra would teach Jason everything Kanan taught him, uh, which is what Kanan would have wanted. It would also be an honorable thing for Ezra in the same manner as Obi Wan. You know, uh, making the promise to train Anakin uh, with that promise with Qui Gon. Um, Jonathan Ryan here. He said, "I'd rather not honor the EU characters. I want them back and their relationships too. No substitute. Marvel didn't replace Captain America with U.S. agent for the films. Lucasfilm is making a huge mistake by just doing that with the EU characters being removed and just copy and pasting them. Because uh, Dave Filoni said one of the reasons he named him Jason." Sindula is in a way to kind of honor Jason Solo, even mm -hmm. though Jason Solo, it starts out as a Jedi, becomes a Sith, you know, yep. not saying that's what's going to happen with Jason Sindula, but, you right. know, just so that was some of that name. So he was saying maybe in some sense you can kind of give that to people. Um, Akaria Jade says, um, I'd love for Luke, Ezra and Ahsoka to team up with a new generation of and team, uh, train a new generation of Jedi together, including Jason and Grogu, maybe even pull. Uh, Mara J, Kyle Katarn into the mix at some point in the new Mandoverse is showing some indications of overriding or at least ignoring the Kylo Ren comics since this timelines are there's inconsistencies of when Luke's um, temple is 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 going on. I look I went and looked at some of that. I don't I don't I don't know exactly if it gives a specific date uh, as to when that stuff's going on, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, 
Jason, uh, uh, Jason here is saying if Filoni does decide to go that route and have Luke train Jason, that means that Jason and Ben could have been rivals training under the same master since Ben is a roughly the same age. There's a lot of potential here. Um, I think as much as I kind of thought Rebels was meh, I think Filoni has done an amazing job sowing the seeds for future stories. Um, and then right here, Bo uh, Mulder saying, no way, not as of now, not with this current sequel trilogy. Um, I don't accept that Jason Sandula will be murdered at Luke's Jedi Temple. Guys, just because <laughs> just because these characters who we think could be at the temple doesn't mean that Grogu and all these guys are getting murdered, that they're at the temple at that time. They could be off doing, you know, d different things. Grogu obviously wasn't murdered at Order 66. So, you know, right. That's true. It wasn't. That's true. I, I, uh, you know, I think I think I think this mindset some sometimes we get in with like, well, does that mean he's going to get murdered at the temple by Ben Solo? Nah, that let, me, that let me give that you some, mean that. Hold on. Let me give you a, ref, a point of reference here. So you pull up the Wikipedia page. As brought his golf clubs today because he's about to tee off here. <laughs> let me let me let me let me let me just pull this up here. Um, So when you look at his Wikipedia, let's go to Ben Solo's Wikipedia page. And you can go up here. Oh my gosh! I gotta scroll all the way back up here at the top. I went back down for the in the I think it's Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. You know, there's there's some interesting, cool stuff. There's there's a Kylo Ren comic where they explore what he's doing with um with Luke. So here it is: Jedi training, apprentice of Luke Skywalker. Ben was Force sensitive. He he's this prodigy, right? He's strong in the ways of of the Force. Uh, growing up, Solo was unaware of his Sith heritage as the grandson of Darth Vader. Only his parents and Organa's twin brother, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, knew the truth of Anakin's past. Organa decided uh, to keep the truth about Vader from Solo, but planned to tell him when he was older. Though by the age of 23, he still did not know about his grandfather's real identity. All right. Uh, she hoped to tell her son the truth soon um, and that and that she could explain and that maybe her brother could explain that uh, in the end, Vader had returned to the light as Anakin Skywalker. As the Force awakened in young Solo, his parents grew to believe he needed guidance despite their efforts to build a normal life for him. In 15 ABY, Solo began his Jedi training as a part of Skywalker's initiative to restore the Jedi Order. Organa recognized similarities between her son uh, and her father. Therefore, she counted on her brother to, to prevent Solo from becoming his grandfather and going down the path of the dark side. Uh, through Skywalker's training, Solo developed a strong sense of devotion to the ways of the Jedi. All right, all that stuff is good. So we have a reference point, though, 15 um, A-B-Y. He is born... Let me make sure about this. He is born in... 5 ABY. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's born in 5 ABY. So 10 years, when he's 10 years old, right? That's when he goes to be trained. Right now in The Mandalorian, he's about five years old, right? Because right? we're at 10 ABY. So he's about five years nine old. To, nine to 10. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, yeah. Like, like oh, nine to 10 is in, is in eight right. yeah, yeah, when, yeah. when it starts. So Ben Solo yes. is, is about five years old, let's say. Jason Sindula is about 10. He's about 10. He's about five years older. Okay. Um, so we have from right now, with Ben being five years, we have five years 
until Luke establishes, takes Ben Solo and starts somewhat of an academy. Maybe he's collected a few more of these individuals like Grogu. Maybe he will be there. Um, wow, that's not that far away, is it? Actually, when you think about that. So if you're no. if you're at if you're if you're at ten ABY, um, and it's fifteen ABY, so in about five years, Luke will go and start that academy with Ben Solo. So you've got a couple more seasons here where he's with Grogu. Maybe he comes across a few other, other other folks. So I see why folks are maybe saying it's pretty close and he takes Grogu with him. I just don't think Grogu's going there. Uh, I don't think Jason Sindula would go there. And even if they are, I think they can survive. You actually saw in the Kylo Ren comic that there were Jedi who returned from a mission. They returned from a mission to see the temple destroyed. They were out and they came back. And they come across Kylo Ren and they chase him down. And, you know. You can read the comic and find out about that. So anyways, I just wanted to, uh, for some reference points for folks as to like Luke's Academy and, and what, what could happen. We're not even necessarily there. It, it doesn't even say whether Luke has started the Academy and that's what allowed Leia to know that I can just send him to Luke's new Academy. Had it been started a year or two prior, was, was Kylo Ren one of the first students in there? You know what I mean? That's all stuff we don't know. We, we have no idea about yet. And they'll, and they'll tell us more on that later. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's it for us today. Uh, a lot of things, man. You know, as I'm just feeling good about Star Wars, where we're at, um, I'm just thinking about like more High Republic stuff. I think the High Republic, you know, I think once, once this, when this Claudia Gray book comes out, I think people are like, oh, okay, now I'm a little more on board. Um, and I think that's going to be good. And then, Hey, we have bad batch coming later this year. So that's going to be some more star Wars. And then eventually we'll finish up with, with, um, book of Boba. My guess is there's probably going to be a big star Wars video game announcement. Uh, there'll probably be a big star Wars game coming out later this later at the, towards the end of this year. So I feel good about it all guys. Uh, keep sending us those comments, keep sending us those transmissions, and with that, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Our next episode, we'll continue discussing all your guys' comments. Um, so be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin stories, or any of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. Yep. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or check out our podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time. And as always, may the force be with you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.